Padded Room Podcasting Hour is back on the air. My name is Darian. I've returned with another week of horror bullshit. Coming right at your face holes. I'm not alone this week, motherfuckers. Big Daddy Jason's in the house. Back into his house. What's up, man? How are you, sir? I'm not too bad. I am just fine and dandy. Yeah, you doing all right? Back in action. What did we miss? Anything fun? Well... Uh, Mama's still alive, out of the <laughs> out of the hospital. Okay, uh, that has been my whole week. Been in and out of the oh, hospital, squeezing in some. Uh, yeah, she was there for like four days. Oh uh, God, squeezed in some movies while at the house. But very cool. Other than that, that is pretty much my existence I right now. I tell you what, man, it's a good thing you took that year off. Yeah, because this is becoming a full time. It job. is a full time job. <laughs> still waiting for the check to roll in. Uh, any day now. Sarah will take care of me till then. <laughs> any day. It's good to have a sugar mama. Hey, it helps. Wish I had one. Anything new with you, man? Not a damn thing, dude. Just work, work, work. Um, yeah, that's about it. Not not working buddy style, although he did take like five days off last time we talked to him. He's a disappointment. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Sure, his mother Slacker. is just fucking. She's probably in the hospital right next to her. <laughs> <laughs> and Monica's right across the hall. No kidding. God, what is it with Mo? That, that's that's what it is, dude. We're getting old. You know what I mean? Oh, I've been old for a very I, long time. I think I've been old for at least 10 years now. Yeah? You know what I mean? <laughs> God damn it. And now, well, being older than you, uh, I've... Oh, what do you got? Like two years on me? I, what are you now? 43? Um, 40. What am I now? You don't even See, know. I don't even, don't know. even know. That's <laughs> the sign right there. 48. 48. You got yeah. five years on me. Yeah. That's a substantial difference. I don't feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you damn whippersnappers. Ooh, I'm spry. Damn youngsters. I'm spry. God damn it. He's holding his hip right now, by the way. Well, we got a regular horror show to get into here, Jason. We got Thank horror goodness. news. We got listener mail. We got uh, all the usual shenanigans. A movie or two to talk about. Oh, boy, do we ever. How about we kick things off with a little of the old horror news, my friend? Let's roll it. <laughs> Horror news. You got anything for us? There are spicy pants. Ah, uh, the damn gonorrheal infection <laughs> really fires things up down below. I like to think of it as saucy. <laughs> <laughs> it's also naturally ribbed for your pleasure. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if you've covered it already, but they announced. Uh, a Halloween Michael Myers uh, house for Halloween Horror Nights. Nice. For 2022. Very nice. It uh, looks like they might be going more m- contemporary Michael and setting and stuff like that. So, I really wish they would play heavy to the like the original. I would, lo- I would love that too. Um, last, I, we went last year. They had a Halloween 4. Michael Myers situation. Very which is interesting. Such a random that is such a random pull. movie, but they fucking nailed it, dude. Yeah, like you walk in, you. I don't know how much you remember about Halloween Four. It's probably the one I've seen. Well, other than the original Halloween, it's probably my second most watched Halloween movie. Oh, then you'll you would have loved this. You start off at the gas station when they have the Doctor Loomis lookalike, like shooting at Michael, and then from there you go. Uh, I think you went to uh, the, the Daniel Harris's house, mm-hmm. uh, and there was a, there was like a uh, lookalike that looked like the cousin. And the, remember the guy with the leather jacket? Yeah, vaguely. They, they had like one of him running around. It was pretty. It <laughs> what, was just one of him. Well, that was, I mean, there was maybe a couple of them. I don't know. Was there was, like a lot of 
I don't know, short Daniel Harris clowns running around? There was a few. Yeah. yeah. There was a few. There was oh, a, okay. little girls with the uh, the whole clown outfit and the yeah. butcher knife. Right. Yeah. So, uh, random to pick that it, one. It was a bootleg I had back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, living in living in the sticks with no cable, you, watched you really watched whatever you had. Out of it. Absolutely. Hence my multiple watchings of Terrorvision. <laughs> <laughs> Right uh, so that's one thing. Uh, teaser trailer for Rob Zombie's Hollow- uh, Halloween. Monsters. Uh, Monsters mm-hmm. Yeah, is out. Actually, it looks pretty decent. Have you seen it? It does. I, I've i always been an Adams Family guy. I never really got into the Monsters. Yeah, but I like both. Yeah, uh, this is clearly not Rob Zombie that we know and love. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, uh, Sherry Moon looked, looked good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Herman looked good, whoever that was. Um, I didn't like the look of Grandpa. No, it's... Uh, Give me a second, and I'll spit their names out. But it's they. He uses the same cast. In of course, movie. yeah. Uh, Herman is the guy that played uh, the the loser in, or the uh, warden in uh, Three from Hell. This is the only zombie movie I haven't seen. He was also like sharing. I, well, actually, I couldn't get through it. It's. It's, it's it, that's a whole other show right there, but he was uh, Sherry Moon's love interest mm-hmm. in uh, Lords of Salem the other day. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, fucking Jeffrey Daniel something Daniel Jeffrey, I don't know. And then um, Grandpa is played by the priest that gets killed at the beginning of Thirty One. Mm, he I also was the newscaster in uh, The Devil's Rejects. Yeah, well, I knew it was a repeat, you know, casting, casting of course, for yeah. sure. Uh, last thing is that uh, don't know if you saw it, but uh, Gun Media, who put out the video game for Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. uh, coming out with a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Yes. Hopefully, this one doesn't caught up, get caught up in like licensing hell, right? Issues. And just fall flat the way yeah. Friday the Thirteenth. But uh, looks pretty good. I'm into it. Yeah, visuals look really, really good. And it's going to have a single player campaign. Great. Which is something I, that's my jam right there. Yeah. I don't want to play with other people. Yeah, I hate other people. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I have yet to uh, take my little headset and microphone thing out of the package in my, for my PS4. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear them. I don't want to play with them. I would like to kill some bots. Well, or, you know, it's just some eight-year-old killing you anyway. Just teabagging And calling you. you a bag of fuckface. <laughs> you know, nonsensical cuss words that just don't right. strung together. Eat it, dick poopy. Ah! <laughs> What? What do you got? Oh, Dan Trachtenberg. You know the name? Nope. He directed 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh. He He's kind of like a, uh, a patron saint to us because he started off right here in front of a microphone as a podcaster. Nice. Made a couple of short films, made some commercials, and now he is directing uh, the new Predator installment entitled I, I definitely know the name now. I've seen the trailer. Uh, and I am a massive fan of 10 Cloverfield Lane. Sure. Um, I don't know if I'm a massive fan of The Prey. Uh, I, I got some questions. I'm a little concerned about... I, I th- There is some... Agenda pushing. I was going to say posturing, but yeah, yeah same thing. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I, on, the, on the upside, it cannot possibly be any worse than The Predator. Right. It's clear they're not trying to make this into a Marvel movie. So that being said, I mean it's going straight to Hulu. I'm sure I can carve out an hour and a half at some point. I've, I've I mean, I've got a reminder set in my okay. calendar to remind me to watch it the night I can. I don't. I'm not going to like stay up at midnight. Oh yeah, it's it not going to be anything crazy. No, but, but I I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll check it out. I really just hope 
they don't anger me too much. I've got a, I've got enough of that rage built in, and it is very easy to anger Jason. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and um, we'll get to, we'll get to the anger oh, as no. we get oh, further down no, the road, no, sir. No, no, no. <laughs> um, anyway, Dan Trachtenberg is teasing a different breed of predator in his upcoming prey. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we've seen some different styles of predators. We've seen predator dogs. We've seen uh, like good predators and bad predators and weird. Uh, extra scarred up. I think we even saw a female predator at one point. Uh, I'm interested. I'll check it out. Yeah. And uh, I, w- I watched one guy's videos. He goes by, the, I think, the um, uh, Critical Drinker mm. on uh, YouTube. And he has kind of the same opinions. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how much posturing they're doing. I, I have absolutely nothing against, like, strong female characters. No, not at all. It's just how much of a colon right. fist full of propaganda are you going right. to accompany that with? Well, there's that, and then there's like the... We've already set the, the mark pretty high with the Predator. Mm-hmm. Takes out an entire Spec Ops team. All right, that was the first movie. Yeah. Uh, and then we got into some cop drama, LAPD, <laughs> yeah. take him down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we went to the the Predator Reserves. Like, I, I really do like... The, the concept, I mean, because you've seen uh, like the Dark Ages, Predator oh, yeah. Dark Ages. Love that one. Great. Uh, so being that it's, you know, back in a different era, conceptually, great. Sure. But, oh, I, I really hope this 74-pound girl can really bring it. That's that's the thing right there. Because she's so, I mean, she's very waifish. She is. But the thing about the Predator is that he'll drop the laser blaster. Yeah, he wants a he wants a fair fight. Yeah, he wants he does. scars, he, so he'll take all that shit off. Sure, he can know? respect a good fight. Sure, I don't know. I'm, I'm Even gives judgment. gifts to Danny Glover there. Look at the that end. sign of respect. How much of a boner did you get when that uh, escape pod lifted and you saw the xenomorph skull on the wall? Oh, <laughs> not as much as that, <laughs> but a fair bit. Because that that was uh, that was not the Predator movie I was expecting. Uh, have you seen a little movie called Knives Out, my friend? Yes. What'd you think of that? Love it. Right? Great show. Really good. Sequel, by directed by Ryan Johnson, same guy that did the original. Uh, the title has been revealed. It's going to be called Glass Onion. <laughs> I don't... That's... I, All right. Sounds like some kind of a sex toy. It does. Where does that go? <laughs> anyway, check that out. Uh, looks like Scream 6 is going to take place in New York City. New York City. Get a rope. (laughs) You and I are the only ones old enough to get that reference, my friend. I don't know, man. I that was my major gripe about Scream Three was that it came out of Woods. I that really pissed you off. It did. You really have a sore spot for that. Now I wouldn't be as mad at it if they hadn't put it on a a Hollywood movie set. Because now you just I'm done. I think I'm done. You know. I made a argument for Jason Takes Manhattan until I rewatched it recently, and I was like, oh, this is actually as shitty as everybody says it is. So, again, when, uh, when the villain goes to the hood, when is that ever a good thing? Who is it that just uh, somebody had written in or called you um, with the argument that Scream is one the of the most solid best franchises. franchises ever. That was Tom Hardy. So, Tom Hardy. <laughs> Mr. Hardy. <laughs> Mr. Hardy, sir. <laughs> I would argue that it's not that it's a great series. 
because it's so repetitive. I would say it's much akin to a Taco Bell menu. Every everything tastes identical, and you end up with the same diarrhea either way. Best analogy of the night for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to. I'll watch it at some point just to see what the fuck they're doing. And uh, Hayden Penitentiary's in it. I like her. New York City, though. Well, I'm kind of glad to. I'm hoping that old freaking. uh, Strong jaw McGee's out of it anyway. <laughs> Lock jaw. Yeah. Uh, you Rob- know. Roberta Zadar. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if this was all some kind of a stunt and she actually is in the movie. She's just going to show up in the in the final act to shoot somebody in the face. Uh, Blade Runner mm-hmm. has a video game coming out from 110 Industries. Nice. You like the Blade Runners? Uh, I like the, uh, tw- what is it, 2049? Yes. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, I, I've never, I've never really liked the original. It's it's a tough. It's very um, crime noir, I guess, for lack of a better. Well, what's sci-fi noir? What's interesting is that so you know I'm not much on literacy, uh, <laughs> but that is one of the few books I've actually read. Okay. Um, at the request of a buddy I worked with, and. So I read the book before I saw the movie. Then I started watching the movie, and I was—I actually really liked the book. Okay. And I was saddened to see that it didn't kind of align, you know, completely with the book. Yeah. Uh, I normally see movies, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's one of the rare times. You went the extra mile. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, so I've actually, I don't know if I've ever completed it. I've tried to watch that version multiple times yeah it's uh it's if i remember right it's like two and a half hours something like that and then there's like the the strange like uh director's cut or, yeah it's like, like some weird 40 minutes yeah yeah um it's tough man it's a tough one to get through you got to be like on your side you got to put your sci-fi hat on sure you know what i mean oh yeah which hopefully has like the drinking attachments you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean where you put the beer in definitely uh, are you familiar, speaking of video games, are you familiar with a title called Duke Nukem? Oh, yeah. Duke Nukem Movie. All out of bubblegum. <laughs> the works from Legendary Entertainment. Remember, like, that weird gap in the 90s was post-Mortal Kombat, but pre-Doom, where, like, everybody got all hot and bothered by Duke Nukem, because oh, there yeah. was, like, a stripper in there. Yeah. <laughs> you, could, you could give her money. Those are the sexiest... 8-bit cubes I've seen. They just kind of wiggled back <laughs> yeah. and forth. <laughs> Ooh, the gyrations. Woo, look at that. Uh, yeah, Duke Nukem movie in the works, my man. Who wow. do you get to play Duke Nukem? Wow. Well, gosh, if you could de-age him and bring him back, uh, Dolph Lundgren. I was going to say Dolph <laughs> Lundgren would be a good one. You really need that, like, Aryan youth vibe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Blue oh, yeah. hair, blue eyes. You bet. Um... I don't know, man. I don't think uh, maybe a Tom Hardy. No. He's too subdued. And, I mean, Duke Nukem was pretty bulky. Yeah, he was. He was a big guy. So even somebody like, uh, who's, damn it, he's in the Northman. Uh, one oh, of the, uh, Skarsgård. Yeah, one of the Skarsgardians of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. Is that Alexander? No, it's not Alexander. I think it is, right? Because Bill is Pennywise. Peter is the dad, I think. Right? I can't remember. Is it like a Steve? But he's kind of a, a he's got that badass Aryan type deal going on, but he is very lean. True. You'd yeah, have to bulk I, I him think up. you need some more bulk. Maybe a Chris Pratt. 
kind of a guy. I don't know. Anyway, that's all we got on the horror news, you maniacs. Are you ready for some listener mail, Jason? Fuck yeah. Come get some. Get some. <laughs> Listener mail. Oh, yeah. Before I get into the listener mail, I would like it noted that I did clean out my email down from 15,000 to uh, 18. Oh. So look at me go. Nice. I found the delete all button. <laughs> Bazam! You're out of there. Oh, let's start things off out on the open road, Jason Harrell. Here comes our main man, Freddie. Uh, let's see here. Subject line votes. Hey folks, still listening here. Just tend to forget to write in, but still digging the show. Votes love the Driftwoods, but they are only humans, so my vote goes to the brides. I did actually get to enjoy your weather out there for a day while passing through and got lucky with a sunny day. Time for me to shut down for the night. Stay safe out there. Cheers, Freddy. Thanks a lot, Freddy. Jason, who do you think would win in a fight between the Driftwood family and the Brides of Dracula? Brides. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I like the Driftwoods. They're crazy. Of course. Um, they're dirty. Yes. Um, Stench will only get you so far. Well, You know what? The, the real motherfucker of it is they started with like nine of them, right? You had Grandpa, Tiny, Rufus. Um, they also had Dr. Satan on their side. Dr. Satan. Never. Now, we've never seen or heard from Dr. Satan again. And that's sad. Well, there, Th- that to me, that's what's... Man, I would love to see that. I want to see a Dr. Satan movie. You bet. There was, if you get the, if you buy The Devil's Rejects and watch the bonus features, he does have a couple of scenes. Yeah. He, like, bites the face off of Rosario Dawson. Nice. Which is kind of hot. She's, <laughs> she's a nurse. Yeah. And she's got, she's, like, flirting with the deputy. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh. And then he bites her face off. <laughs> Unfortunately... Rosario Dawson and Dr. Satan cut from uh, The Devil's Rejects. Too bad. Let's get over to jolly old England. Here comes the horse slut. Chip, chip. Subject line, girl power. Evening, gent, or possibly gents. Just a quick note tonight is I have another double shift. Terra Dome, my vote goes to the brides. Girl power all the way. Plus, Supernatural almost always beats regular humans. Educate, I do believe you are the corpse of Anna Fritz. Fucking cat got me. She decimates she, you every week she gets me i thought i was doing a deep dive and that's with working non-stop i know basically 24 7 i know it that's i gotta get her on the show i need to she need i need to educate her or i don't know she needs to educate you that's what she's doing with the corpse <laughs> anna fritz do hope everyone has a safe and healthy week cat thanks for writing in cat bye cat two more for the brides looks like we're headed for blowout town and I'm not talking about the Taco Bell analogy that Jason made earlier. <laughs> uh, let's get back here to Reno, Nevada. Here You'll comes... be screaming. <laughs> <laughs> here comes the cowboy. Subject line, bringing sexy back. Ow! Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. If not, the solo shows are still fun. Best wishes for Monica and her family and to Buddy's mom. Hope things get better for them all. Educate, you are the corpse of Anna Fritz. Fuck me. All right, then. Immersion, I think I started watching Phobias or just added it to my list. Crazy week at work as we're still down a bunch of drivers, so I have have been wiped out, too wiped out to really watch anything this week. 
Now, for the Terra Dome, of course, I'm voting for my ladies. They are very sexy, and they do have advantages over the Driftwoods. Very sexy. Is very sexy. <laughs> uh, though I do love the family. Plus, the brides can fly, and we all know that is an automatic win. <laughs> I don't remember the brides of Dracula ever flying. Unless you count that shitty... Um, um, uh, what the f- Van Helsing with uh, oh. Hugh Jackman. I, I will not even allow you to mention that, oh, even I'm though we're terrible. in your own house. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> that movie is terrible. That is a very bad movie. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. You did mention the Dead by Daylight dating sim, and just because it sounds fun, I'm interested. I'd probably have to go with the Huntress because I do enjoy long walks in the woods. Okay. Back to driving my ass off. Hope everyone has a great week and catch you on the flip, cowboy. Right on, cowboy. Thank you. Thanks for writing in. Let me check my newly stocked uh, <laughs> junk folder. Uh, let's see here. Good day, my friend. Jackie Grayson. Mr. Bill Chantel Lawrence. Aisha Gaddafi. There was this scene in uh, What We Do in the Shadows where Vladislav is like in the closet, kind of floating with a bunch of chicks. Yeah. So, you know, they're kind of. Well, I think Viago was like floating, like vacuuming the ceiling at one point, too, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. We do not do dishes. You bring them here and you kill them. All these bloody dishes. <laughs> All right. Uh, looks like we got some voicemails here, Jason. As usual, I'm wildly unprepared for that. Let's start things out with uh, the man from down south. Here comes Alan of the Cha-Cha. What's, What's up, up, Alan? Sorry to call last week. I'm in the middle of moving. Oh, hey, hey Alan. Good. That Paradome. I'm going to go with the Fireflies. Sure. I mean, it's, they're Dracula's brides. You can kill a vampire with a wooden stake, you know, um... They got the Texas Sun. Uh, so I'm just going to go with Fireflies, uh, Mr. Brock. I sure. don't know who you are. The okay. sounds familiar, but I have no idea. Hope everybody's doing good. Yeah. Um, elevated Heart, I don't know. It's A lot of that stuff just bores the crap out of me. I want I my agree. blood and my boobs and more blood. I'm, I'm a gore hound. Me Some too. Of the elevated stuff, I guess, is okay, but I also feel like it's, I don't know, I almost feel like it's a cop-out for people who say, well, I, I only like smart horror or something. Yeah. I like horror. Um, that's all I got. Y'all have a good one. Bye. You too, Alan. Bye, Alan. Thanks for calling in, man. You know, and the Fireflies have being backwoods on their side because us hillbillies, we can whittle a mean steak. That's true. You can. And you can uh, probably come up with some weird, uh, like, squirrel traps or something i don't know it's a very very large squirrel i traps. don't know i don't know what you do back yeah. here <laughs> uh elevated horror jason i don't i mean i don't mind it i don't want i don't want to spend the rest of my night thinking about it though i don't want to think about it i, I want to be able to understand it sure. as i watch it i don't want to have to do a, a deep i don't i get sick of watching these explanation videos i don't want to do that no, I don't care. I don't want to do that. If, if, but I do appreciate somebody that puts thought into, you know, actually sure. developing the movie. Yeah. But I should not have to interpret it. No, I'm the same. I feel the same way. And if I don't get your messaging on a watch, you failed. You failed. Yep. Game over. 
Here comes um, Mr. Tom Hardy. He's going to further enlighten us to the virtues of the Scream franchise. Scream away. Hello, Tom hey, Hardy. Yo. Padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? Hey, we're here. I hope everyone's doing well. Darian. You're breaking up, buddy. Anyway, I want to get a couple of things. Um, going on off the screen, but uh, something that I, I meant to talk about last time was okay. uh, how it, it had been like almost 20 years original screen. Right. And it didn't seem that long. However, like when H2O came out, it felt like it had been eternity since the screen clip, or since Halloween clip. The original, sure. So I was just saying, I, I don't know why that was or why it felt like it was so long since there was a Halloween flick, but I guess in reality, you know, it really wasn't. Uh, the other thing, again, I'm going to go on the last week, last thing, hmm. you know, of Candyman, and you guys just finished the Scream franchise. Yeah, buddy. And one of the problems with Candyman. I think we lost. Uh-oh. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the whole point. Uh, that that's where that's where that oh jeez <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about what that really dropped that flick off for me anyway um, Forrest hey, Gump that's what it was yeah. Go, yeah. I'm not giving up on you Tom Hardy we're yeah, trying I, to I hang in I can't see an argument uh, for the Driftwoods on this he wants um, the brides yeah they're crazy as fuck but See him like trying to shoot him, yeah. maybe trying to stab him, but That's never it. figuring out. Yeah, they're t- I mean they're crazy, hey, gotta, but they're not that smart. This motherfucker, or I gotta evade him until the sun comes out. So That's right. Go ahead and put me down for um for the the brides brides of draft. That a boy. Uh oh, one last oh the um well, you the got educating it. department, Darren. Sir, ah, dude, you're like um come on now, you're like the body. Of Anna, or the autopsy of Anna, ah! or Fritz, or you're something. You're so it's close. Like the autopsy of Anna. You know what I'm talking about. Come on, Tom Hardy. <laughs> fucking, they fucked the dead star. <laughs> but he ain't dead. Um, it's, it's right there. You know what I'm talking about. you got to give me credit on this one. Come on, I, right I feel like he's saying body. the autopsy of Jane Doe. That's where I think he might be going. The autopsy of Anna, Fritz, or Fritz, or some, some shit like that, right? You're, you're, you're there. You yeah, that's it. On this one, right? <laughs> sure. Anyway, I did have a couple of things I wanted to uh, get to on the what are you looking at department. Okay. I got to catch the beast from the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. The beast from Haunted Cave. Oh, that's silly. Um, that's a silly thing. Yeah, st- black and white. The monster silly in that flick thing. about a uh, uh, crazy was- giant spider thing that lives in the... Kind of uh, like a turd with big googly eyes. Uh, G-Pete. Hopefully he got somewhere where he's got better reception. Gee, to the motherfucking P, homeboy. Gee, motherfucking P. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Anyway, uh, as I was saying, um, yeah, it was all right. I, I, I'd actually kind of avoid that one. Not, so, not the best. It's, I think it was supposed to be a um, I got to catch uh, Day of the Dead, the original Day of the Dead. Got a boy. It's been a while since I've seen it, and... Yeah, I just figured, you know what, I hear a lot of people are saying that this is their favorite one now, that this is their favorite because it's so, so bleak and all that. It is. I don't know. I went back and watched it. And 
I don't, the ending is definitely more of an upbeat ending than Dawn. I mean, I, for my uh, money, I'm still going to go with Dawn, but yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I figured I'd give it another shot. Not sure. that it was bad or anything. I no. still enjoyed it, but uh, no, I, I'd still go Dawn, in my opinion. I agree. But uh, Oh, and then, uh, you know what? Hmm. I've uh, been looking for something to watch with the kids. and uh, What are you doing? You know, I, st- I started watching the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the, the TV show. Oh. Now, I never watched the show when it was, like, you know, originally on air or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, like six, seven, eight years ago, I tore my ACL and I was kind of laid up. And it was on the TV, so I started catching. Not bad, not bad, but kind of like all series that are pretty good or that you like. The first establishing, you know, season or whatever, it's mm-hmm. kind of slow, but... Anyway, curious about your thoughts, opinions on that, if you have ever uh, sat through and what you thought of them. One last thing sure. on the um, the news department. The news. Not sure if you uh, caught this, but mm. uh, Netflix is going to be uh, releasing The Midnight Club uh, by Christopher Pike. Uh, you know, an adaptation of Christopher Pike. Yeah. When I was growing up, I never got into the R.L. Steins, the Goosebumps. I think I was a little too old for those. Mm-hmm. But I did get into Christopher Pike, and okay. he was, you know, same teen, you know, yeah. teen horror movie or whatever, but a little more, a little more adult, I guess, a little more adult themes in them. Okay. So considering what they did with uh, the Fear Street trilogy, I'm I'm actually kind of excited for this. I'm looking forward to it. Not sure, sure if you heard about it. Not sure if you're familiar with it, but uh, when it comes out, give it a shot. Anyway, that's all I got. Hope all is well. Love you, like family. Bye. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Love you, TTYL. Woo! Did you ever get into the Buffy the Vampire? Only here and there. I never it's, got into it. My it, uh, buddy was way into it. Everybody I know that's in, you're either all in or you don't care. I'm more on the don't care side. I didn't know if it was just because of the show yeah. or just because of the chick. There is that that, that he was so into it. Yeah, there is. There was some pretty hot chicks in there, as I recall. But there was that's like that, a, Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. Okay. And. Uh, some other ones that I don't immediately remember. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think doing the lies of Dushku in there for a minute. I don't recall. I don't remember either. I've never I've never seen an episode. I remember the original movie, Buffy the mm-hmm. Vampire Slayer. That one I thought was pretty cool. Christy Swanson? Yeah, and Pee Wee Herman. As, yeah. As yeah. uh Rutger Hauer's little henchman guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, God damn, man. That thing went like 13 seasons or something like that. And now there's Buffy conventions. And a spinoff. Oh, Didn't yeah. Didn't they have a spinoff also? It's yeah. Like some uh, dude's name. Spike, I think, or something like that. <laughs> I don't... Steve. Steve. <laughs> this is Jeff. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not ever going to get caught up on... Not all wet in the crotch over it, no, huh? my mom was into it. Yeah. I don't think she went full on. Like going to the conventions, but sure. I made it a, a conscious decision a long time ago that anything my mom's into, not for me. Just given the amount of rom-coms I had to sit through <laughs> throughout my childhood and watching her watch these goddamn things, yeah. getting all weepy eyes. Words of wisdom, Lloyd. I'm Words done. of wisdom. I'm done. <laughs> not a chance, goddammit. Uh, that is all we have on the listener mail. Uh, Jason Harrell, do you have anything for Tom Hardy, Alan, Cat, Cowboy, Freddy, or anybody else? I do have something, and it's a whole lot of love. Oh, Thanks! Now I'm going to get weepy. <laughs> Let's get into a movie, you savage. Children? Uh, we plan 
what she's trying to do. She's trying to get you lower the rent. <laughs> oh, please, let's take it. Oh, you're pregnant? No, not yet. Oh, you're not religious, my dear, are you? Jason. Yes. 1968. Yep. Got eight stars. Crazy. On IMDb. That's a full 4.7 more than President Evil. Uh, it's directed by Roman Polanski. Written by Ira Levin. Stars Mia Farrow, John Cassavetes, and Ruth Gordon. It's rated approved. <laughs> Not sure who approved. Interesting. <laughs> but I don't know. That's what IMDb says. It's just approved. Um... For the life of me, man. I That's weird. It's got some nudity. Uh, Yeah, if you're really paying attention. There are some boobs. You can see some nipples in there. Mm-hmm. For the life of me, I will never understand the appeal of Roman Polanski movies. Uh, name me a couple others if you can. Uh, the Ninth Gate, Fearless Vampire Killers. Um, was it Peeping Tom, I think? Um, I've only seen one of the three so far. It's uh, This motherfucker loves himself some two hours plus. Yeah, uh, he likes to take a a what could probably easily be an hour and twenty minutes and just stretch it way out. Hmm. Um, a lot of people dig it. I don't know that they actually dig it. I think that it just makes you sound smarter if you talk about sure. how into Polanski. You well, are. we've had that discussion. Uh, <laughs> you know how a lot of people say that they like certain things that are synonymous to you know say horror sure uh like i have to love x y or z because i'll be basically shunned by the entire community if i don't uh i think i've already been shunned by the entire community so you can you can tell us tell us how it is there jason so this is uh you probably seen this one inmates i found it uh, streaming on paramount plus i believe it's long it's it's a good two hour two hours plus and um, it's a pretty mundane horror story uh, in dealing with a pregnant lady who's probably going to either, either, either give birth to a baby who will then be sacrificed by a cult or said baby will be possessed by whatever the cult has summoned 
uh, in Put In Cider. So it's, we start off with Mia Farrow and John Cassavetes playing uh, Rosemary and Guy. His name was Guy. I like it, dude. I wish I had a friend named Guy. Hey, Guy. What do you say there, Guy? Come on over What's here. What's up, Guy? Hey, Guy. <laughs> I, want a guy I want a friend named Guy, dude, bro. <laughs> guy, dude, bro. Guy, dude, bro. <laughs> it's Surely. not Guy. It's pronounced Guy. Yeah, and it's uh, Dubra or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, they're they're uh, they're apartment shopping in New York City in nineteen. This is nineteen sixty six. Is the year the movie takes place. Um, Guy is a struggling actor, I suppose. And uh, Rosemary doesn't have a job that I know of. Was there any mention of a job or any I responsibility? Don't recall her doing anything other than being a housewife and how the fuck do they providing fan service to Guy? Yeah. That apartment on the salary of a struggling actor. Mm-hmm. Question. I don't, know. I don't mean to overthink this. It's just curious. All right. Uh, so we, we're we looking at apartments. The creepiest thing about this whole movie is the apartment building and the apartment itself. Um, it's very reminiscent of uh, Dana Barrett's apartment in Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. And that whole building and like the archaic sure. uh, you know, mm-hmm. gothic architecture. That part's pretty cool. Uh, they settle on one apartment that I suspect was unreasonably cheap for reasons unknown to them. Uh, they get in there. It's nice. It's a nice place. Very dark, atmospheric. They have dreams of having a baby at some point. So on their first night there, they're having Chinese food on the floor. And uh, in what is probably the most unromantic sex scene I've ever seen in my life, uh, Rosemary says, hey, let's make love. I that, that, Am I the only one that gets like... Really gets my juices flowing. I get creeped out whenever so, whenever I hear that phrase, making love. I mean, grammatically, it makes no sense at all. But more to the point, you're not making love with somebody. You're making love to them. Yeah, you should just say, give me a good thorough rogering. <laughs> you know what I mean? Could you dick me down, please? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about licking the boom boom down? <laughs> I think it, that's a callback to all the rom-coms that my mom made me watch, which at, in the early 80s, they weren't rom-coms. They were just romance movies. And there was all these references to making love. They were Even Friday the 13th, my boy drowned because they were making love. Yeah, that really kind of diminishes it. Yeah, you know, knocking some boots, you know. Should have said they were over there because they were over there fucking. They were fucking. I guarantee you those two counselors did not, they were not in love with each other. (laughs) Regardless, uh, they have sex there on the hardwood floor. Uh, Mia Farrow in this movie started off attractive. Yep. They did a good job of, um, I don't know. Doing her down. Doing her up. Uh, She got manlier as she got more pregnant. And like more emaciated. She had like a, by towards the end of the movie, she just looked like a, 12-year-old Boy Scout, really. Yeah. Nasty. I don't understand. With like a distended belly. Yeah. Starving for food. <laughs> He's not getting his uh, eagle badge, that's for sure. Yeah, her hair really goes downhill. I don't know what the point of that was. But regardless, um, you know what? Now that I think about it, I wonder if there's some correlation between Mia Farrow in this movie and Charlize Theron in The Devil's Advocate. Because she does the exact the same thing. Devil's Advocate. She does the exact same thing with her hair. I'm a fan of man. Hoo <laughs> 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 He's up there laughing. <laughs> wow. 
I don't know, but that's I just thought of that. I wonder if there's like uh, some kind of point of reference there or something. You know don't I mean? know. I don't think I, I would ever put a correlation between the two. But well, hey. there's a lot of similarities now that I think about it. New York, uh, the crazy apartment building, mm-hmm. uh, the ushering in of I guess the Antichrist. Yeah, at least I don't, I'm not sure what they were doing here, but in Devil's Advocate, you know what? Yeah, I, food for thought. Put me together a 1,200 page summary. All right, and. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll do some analysis. I'll do some. I'll, I'll write you an essay. Uh, anyway, they're in there. They have sex. Uh, now we're gonna we're gonna get moved in. We're painting the place. We we have dreams of having a kid at some point. Uh, we meet the neighbors. Well, actually, we start off by meeting a young lady in the basement laundry facility. A young lady named Terry. God, how would you like to have to do your laundry down there in a creepy old basement? So creepy. Yeah, I mean. For nutsacks like us, it would probably be... That, I am way too lazy for that. I'm, I'm not going to lug my fucking laundry up and down a bunch of stairs <laughs> no. and elevators. No. I'll barely lug it to the laundry room. Yeah. No, or, or I'll let it go way too long, so I have like four months worth. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll have to like call in for work because I'm still doing my four months worth of laundry. Regardless, they're down there. They are, uh, Rosemary's down there. She meets a young lady named Terry. Now, this is a peculiar situation, but we're in New York in the 60s. So we just kind of have to shrug it off. Terry is a junkie that has been adopted by an elderly couple. Terry's probably in her 20s, right? Yeah. Uh, she's been kind of weirdly adopted by an elderly couple in the building. Sight unseen. No, like, kind of, oh, these are my, this is my aunt and uncle or anything like that. They, from the way the story is told, they basically found her on the street, uh, scooped her up, took her home, and now she's living with them and doing much better. Yeah. They're such nice people. Sure, I guess. Uh, Whatever. She's like, oh, that's fascinating. Uh, Goes back upstairs. Rosemary does. Uh, Her and Guy go out on a date. And when they come back, Terry has thrown herself off the top of the building. Damn it. Now, something about this. Terry, before she died, showed Rosemary her neat little charm. Mm -hmm. It has something called, it's like a necklace with a, like a, it looks like a sensor, like a Catholic sensor. To me, it looks like uh one of those things you put tea in and dip it down into your yeah, hot water. Sure. Um, it's basically a, like a metal ball. Yeah. And they put tannis weed in it. Mm-hmm. And they, tannis root. Something like that. Yeah. And Some, they really made a, a point of uh, showing you that necklace kind of flopped to the side when, yeah. when her body was there on the ground. That necklace is a big deal. Yeah. Never really, ex- well, not really explained, but kind of in a half-assed way. Uh, anyway... They're on their way home from their date. They see the dead body of Terry on the sidewalk. What happened? Cops like, well, she threw herself off the building. Like, oh, well, shit, that really sucks. As they're standing there gawking at the body, the elderly couple comes walking up. And we're going to meet George and Minnie. Uh, They are the adopters of Terry. And they're surprisingly undistraught at the death of Terry. They're like... Oh, well, guess we can clean out that guest room. Yeah, that guy is very matter-of-fact, yeah. and that lady is very over-the-top. <laughs> I'm not sure what we were going for with Minnie. She's so... Out of the whole movie, my biggest complaint is just her volume. Um, her volume, and she is like... Almost like a caricature of a New Yorker. Yeah. Hey, come on up. What do you say? Yeah, she's, re- she's really got it turned up to 11. Yeah. Very strange. And I don't know if that was the, that was like the direction she was given to play it that way. Right. Or if that's just like her natural, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's really extra, though. It, definitely. It, it, 
it's the most annoying part of the whole movie to me. <laughs> oh, the movie is the most annoying part of the movie. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, they're like, oh, shit. I'm sorry you lost your weird junkie uh, surrogate whatever. Uh, you know, I'm sure she was a nice person. I met her for 14 minutes in the laundry. And they're like, oh, thank you for your kind words. So now, uh, because they were so nice to them, standing over the dead body of their individual, um, the the neighbors decide to come down and welcome them to the building. And they got a weird... All right, so these are like the quirky neighbors, I guess. And they have some weird idiosyncrasies about the them. The overbearing, overbearing quirky neighbors. And like... Uh, Minnie comes down first and she just basically barges into the apartment and starts looking at, you know, oh, the old lady that used to live here. She had it all over here. And I see what you did over here. That's very nice. And she's like, hey, come on up for dinner. And they're like, "Eh, I don't really want to, but all right, they're going to be polite. Uh, They go up there for dinner. We meet, we get to know these two a little bit better. Uh, Minnie has an herb garden in her apartment. And this herb garden is a, I guess a pretty big deal, like not only to her, but to all of New York. Everybody knows about Minnie's herb garden. Uh, we also have George who has been everywhere in the world and he's going to tell you, he's got a story for any town you could name. Sure does. Now I've got elderly neighbors. They will wave to me and, uh, occasionally we'll stop and chat about the weather. And that's about as far as I'm going to go with that. You're lucky. Uh, Oh, you have these neighbors? We have her. Oh, no. Her. Oh, no. Does she show up randomly and unannounced? Randomly, unannounced. uh, Random texts. uh, Calls the dogs over to the fence when we're just trying to let them shit. Yeah. (laughs) Every aspect is overbearing. Oh, no. I'm lucky, man. You Um, are. (laughs) I'm pretty sure my neighbors think I'm a serial killer. (laughs) Well, that's probably why they don't want any contact. That's fine. I prefer it that way. I don't want to hear about Fairbanks, Alaska and what the hell you did up there, George. (laughs) Uh, but, uh, guys like so intrigued with this. He's like, Hey, I'm going to go back up there tomorrow night. I want to hear some more of these stories. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? That is the most uncomfortable social situation. Listening to old people's stories for me. I don't care. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure it's fascinating. I'm sure you've lived a long and interesting life. Ah, I can barely listen to my own stories. You know what? It's hard, man. It's very hard. Anyway, uh, he's like, just becomes a regular and they start gradually moving away from their own friends and their own lives. And more and more, Minnie is like, now she's bringing other neighbors down and just kind of touring the apartment as she sees fit. It's very strange. Oh, yeah. Um, make a long story short, a very long and <laughs> very long story short. Lots of buildup. Lots of buildup. Um, we've got a hidden closet in the, in the property. They had to move the... Uh, um, Dresser away from the wall. There's a closet there. Well, why did the old lady try to cover up the closet? We don't know yet. Um, find out eventually that Rosemary is pregnant. And apparently in 1960s, nobody gave a fuck about babies. Because as soon as they found out she was pregnant, hey, let's get hammered. And we're all going <laughs> to smoke let's cigarettes. Let's have a smoke. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to smoke cigarettes and blow the smoke on you for a healthy baby. Oh, yeah. Um, she wants to go see one particular, like all of her friends are pointing her to this one, uh, OBGYN. Mm-hmm. It's like this young stud played by Charles Grodin, yep. who in 1968 was A quite the dashing uh, sure. gentleman. Uh, but Minnie and Guy and George point her to this other doctor, Dr. Saperstein, 
who um, looks like a college professor and sounds like one too. Uh, gotta go see Dr. Saperstein. He's the best. You gotta go, definitely go with him. And guy's kind of pushing her towards Saperstein. So she goes and sees Saperstein for her checkup. Hey, you're pregnant. Yeah, I know. Great. Uh, I'm not gonna give you any vitamins or anything. What I am gonna do is have Minnie make you a weird herb drink to drink every day. <laughs> yeah, and and slowly, kind of throughout the the course of the movie. The doctor and pretty much everybody around Rosemary just really tries to push her away from reading. Yeah. <laughs> like interacting with friends. Yeah. Interacting with society. Yeah. Really trying to kind of isolate her in a that, way. And that's one of the things that the doctor says. At first, I thought jokingly, don't listen to your friends because they're just going to freak <clears> you <throat> out. Don't read any books. It's just going to freak you out. Yeah. Just listen to Minnie and George. Yeah. <laughs> The kooky neighbors from upstairs? That's who you want me to hang with? Anyway, um, that's kind of weird. At one point, uh, their friend Dutch comes over. Uh, I think Dutch was like a uh, writer of children's adventure books or something like that. Old guy, nice enough. Shows up. He wants to get some eyeballs on Rosemary, see how she's doing with the pregnancy. Uh, As soon as uh, George hears about this, he comes running downstairs and he not this part I did find actually pretty creepy. He knocks on the door and he's like, "Hmm, is Guy home?" And Rosemary's like, "No." He's like, "I thought I heard Guy." And Rosemary's like, "Oh no, my friend Dutch is here." And then George just kind of stands there. Hmm. And finally, Rosemary's like, "Do you want to come in and meet my friend Dutch?" <laughs> and then he comes in and then he pokes around and then here comes Guy and go, oh, "Guy, there he is. Finally, he's home. Yeah, great." And then as Dutch is leaving, he's like, oh, uh, I'm missing one of my gloves. Shit. All right, well, if you see it, let me get it back to me, and thanks for that. So from there, uh, Dutch gets, like, really sick all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. But just before that, he calls Rosemary, and he's like, hey, I got some important news to tell you there, baby doll. I need you to meet me at the old um, fucking Sears building or whatever tomorrow at 11. Tomorrow at 11 rolls around. Rosemary's there. Dutch doesn't make it. And then she calls his answering service or whatever. Finds out he is very sick and he's lapsed into a coma in the six hours plus since he left their apartment. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's creepy. Creepy stuff there. <clears throat> now, Rosemary is developing the pregnancy. Uh, like, the more pregnant she gets, like, the worse she gets, which is also creepy. And every, every morning, Minnie brings her this fucking sludge drink that she's got to slug down. It looks like cottage cheese with chives in a blended cup of mm. ice or something oh yeah Yum. <laughs> i can only imagine what her turds look like <laughs> so she's getting worse and worse finally uh the, and the old couple is just like really crowding her like as the days go by it's just and we also get some actually some pretty cool little nightmare sequences mm-hmm. uh one in which she's like floating on a mattress in the middle of the ocean and then uh, some dude with claws comes and bangs her in the night and i i will give you that the nightmare sequences were pretty jarring i guess but really i think they kind of play into the contrast of the mundanity of the rest of the movie you know what i mean so really what we're getting is boring pregnant (laughs) life and then all of a sudden demon sex sure on a floating mattress oh yeah that's pretty cool yeah um from there we find out that Dutch died, but just before he died, 
he left a book to be delivered to Rosemary. Now, I'm not too sure what the fuck is going on here or how this makes sense to anybody, but Rosemary takes the book, goes home, uh, like spells out the title of the book with Scrabble tiles, and then just rearranges them until they make something that makes sense to her. Mm-hmm. Was there a point to that? How did she arrive at that conclusion? I don't remember how she got that inspiration. Okay. But, I mean, it definitely gave you a an interesting me- little message there. Sure, eventually. Sure. It takes her like two hours to put something <laughs> together. But, but why, why, I don't remember there being a reason that she would even do that. Yeah, me neither. Uh I'm not going to go through this movie with a fine tooth. What? You're not going to rewatch it to figure it out? No, I don't have that kind of time in my life, Jason. You You actually do. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a uh, weird TV nook to paint. Um, So that's pretty pretty gnarly. The name of the book was All of Them Witches, and she kind of scrambles and rearranges it. And then she starts flipping through the book, and she comes to realize that the original owners of the building that she is now living in were a couple of sisters that were uh, hanged as witches for possibly sacrificing children. Uh, they did leave behind one heir, and that somehow George is the descendant of these witches, mm-hmm. is what we're, we're getting at here. All right, that's great. Um, now Rosemary's getting a little paranoid because she's starting to put this together. Everybody's crowding her all of a sudden. Uh, she's like, okay, I'm going to have a party with my friends. And no uh, old people or uh, doctors or any of that shit, just my friends and our friends, and we're going to have a great time. So the party goes down, and all of her friends are like, Jesus, fuck, Rosemary. You look like a goddamn meth head. What the hell's wrong with you? And she's like, oh, I don't know. And she's starting to, like, swoon, and, like, she gets lightheaded all the time and Mm -hmm. all that shit. Um, She stops drinking the weird sludge-o shake that uh, Minnie's bringing her every day. And she starts getting better. Um, eventually, like as we're getting closer to actual birthing of the baby, she's like, you know what? I'm going to get a goddamn second opinion because Saperstein is just, uh, he's being a little wacky and I don't think I, I like this guy anymore. So she actually makes an appointment, like an emergency on-site appointment with Dr. Hill, Charles Grodin, mm-hmm. goes and sees him. Um, unfortunately, he uh, sells her out and calls Saperstein and her uh, husband Guy. And to be fair, though, Rosemary was spinning a pretty wild tale there sure. to Dr. Hill. He's like, yeah, I think she's having some uh, mental uh, kind of fucking... These know, damn dames! These da- they get a baby in them and they get all antsy in the pantsy, start talking about witches and stuff. So they come and get her. They take her back to the apartment where she home births the baby. Uh, she's told immediately that the baby died during uh, birth and so sorry. And... <laughs> <laughs> the ease in which guy just moves on. Hey, we're gonna have another one. Don't worry, baby doll. Have another drink and a smoke. Look at his sugar tits. It's no big deal. <laughs> hey, don't let this get you down. It's just one dead baby. We can make other ones. Okay, all right there. <laughs> so um, they keep her there, and uh, they they have like one neighbor who is just a bull of a woman. Um, and she's like, uh, she's making Rosemary breast pump and she's taking the milk and she's also keeping, trying to keep Rosemary pretty pilled up. So Rosemary stops taking the pills and like hides them in the, in the wall. And she's like, why am I breast pumping again? She's like, "Uh, it's just, uh, you know, just get that stuff out of you. It's good for you. Stray cats in the neighborhood. You know, it's good for you. (laughs) 
So uh, Rosemary finally gets the strength, after not taking her weird sedatives for a couple of days, she finally gets the strength to get out of bed. She hears a party going on in the uh, uh, old couple's uh, apartment, which is just, she can hear right through the vent. So she's like, what the fuck is there having a party? She gets up and she goes to the weird closet that she discovered, knocks all the shelves down, like kicks through a breakaway wall and walks right into their apartment, armed with a butcher knife. Now, this part is particularly silly because they are having like a weird soiree in there. And she just kind of moseys right in with her butcher knife. Nobody really bats an eye. They're like, yeah. oh, there she is. And now we get the big reveal that um, she has basically given birth to the Antichrist. Uh, Satan has picked her to be the mother. And uh, it's a big honor. And Guy apparently made a some kind of a deal with these douchebags because now he's getting all this success as an actor. And... Um, scribbity do uh and then at the end mary just kind of rosemary just kind of rocks the baby to sleep and that's the end of your movie you have summarized what is about an 80 hour movie (laughs) uh in less time than you have all of the dog shit movies that you watch um yeah yeah. Like, you spend more time talking about something like The Roost. The Roost is good. <laughs> oh, for son fuck's sake. You uh, son of a bitch. Oh, well. Uh, or, uh, shit, what was the one? Uh, Blood, a um, couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. Uh, Blood Beat. Okay, well, that's bad. You'll sp- Yeah, but you'll spend more time talking about the intricacies of Blood Beat <laughs> than a movie that is rated by thousands. To be adored. Right. Okay. Now, I'm not defending its rating. Okay. I'm just saying that's fucking impressive. <laughs> now, with that said, uh, you know I love slow-ass movies. This is a like, slow I love movie. painfully slow movies. Oh, God. Uh, especially with a good payoff. Sure. I also really love satanic cult movies for some sure. fucking weird reason. Why not? So, this really ends in a big... Kind of, it's a very painfully slow movie. It ends in the big hoorah. Okay. Um, I like the movie. Okay. Uh, I will not, you know, suck its wiener. Uh, (laughs) I will not say it's necessarily a great movie. I don't think it warrants all of the love and appreciation and people proclaiming that it's this great masterpiece. I think it's overhyped, but I can say that about other movies. Sure. Um, But. I've seen this several times now, several very long times. Okay, <laughs> um, it's a decent flick. So tell me what I missed here, and I'm I'm not saying I hated the movie. Sure, I'm just saying it is a lot longer than it needs to be. I'll agree with that. Uh, the pacing to me is horrendous. That neighbor is awful. You talking about Minnie? Minnie. Okay. Um, those two things. Like if you could if you could tighten it up quite a bit, um, I mean a good a good twenty twenty five minutes. Uh, I really think you could wrap this up a lot a lot easier. Um, and then if you could recast Minnie <laughs> uh, with somebody other than older Fran Drescher, um, I think it would be a lot better. So I don't understand. Like, what is it? Just the visuals. That, that 
people love so much about this? Because I will say, like, the nightmare sequences were pretty dope. Mm -hmm. Um, The apartment itself, the whole building, uh, was very claustrophobic. I'll give you that. Um, But I don't, like... I think that you have to... You have to factor in a couple of things okay. to, to give you an, any form of appreciation for it. One, the ending. Okay. Uh, two, those pretty visceral scenes, you know, of her getting railed out by, I don't know, some it, kind of demon, whatever. Lucifer. I don't know what the fuck it is. Okay. Uh, and then if you also kind of start thinking about the more of the conspiratorial aspects of it, like at what point did all of this setup begin? Did they move into the apartment as part of this master scheme? Could be. Did they move there innocently enough and just kind of indoctrinate Guy? Could be. Because And then Guy's such a weak freaking puss because of his shitty career yeah. that he's willing to sell his own wife out. Sure. And own child, uh, you know, just to kind of better himself. Right. Um. So those aspects, uh, seeing how people are kind of manipulating her, and it's almost a movie, like I said, that you appreciate a little bit more the second go around. Okay. I know you'll never do that. I probably won't. <laughs> um, but just because you can like retroactively start to look at these breadcrumbs that lead up to this thing okay. and kind of you know buy into the conspiracy aspect of it more, kind of think about... Okay, well, shit, did, was fucking Guy, like, did Guy meet a dude beforehand and, you know, get moved into the apartment and all of this was just one big scheme? Sure. Or did he just, you know, meet this old crazy bastard who lived close by? Uh, they got the bullshitting about how Guy's career kind of sucks yeah. and they suckered him in and so he let his old lady get railed out. Suspension of disbelief notwithstanding. Here's, here's the biggest problem I have. Um, you're a young couple and you move into an apartment. You've got some overbearing neighbors upstairs that are slowly invading your entire life. At what point do you stop answering the door? Well, and why, again, and more to the, more to the point, why couldn't, uh, Rosemary stop answering? I agree, but you would be very surprised how hard it is to get a fucking neighbor away from your house. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Uh, uh, but also, you know, there was that thinning uh, that everybody was doing of Rosemary's life outside of them. True. Outside of the apartment, outside of Guy, outside of the neighbors. Right. What else did she have? Well, I mean, she had a life before she She did. There, so. But, you know, they were getting all up in her brain, you know. To, I mean, she's probably uh, more susceptible to that kind of... Uh, uh, she w- mental I, guidance because she's malnourished. That. Yeah, well, that in like, I don't know if this is Mia Farrow playing her or if this was the direction, but like she seemed like a very simple, sweet, innocent girl. Oh, she's half a tard. Like, I mean, that's putting it about as brutally <laughs> as you possibly can. But yeah, I mean, like from from the word go. Oh God, this looks so nice. Oh, oh, I don't want to be rude. Oh, of course we have to go have dinner. And you know, it's yeah. just like she just. It, it she did seem like someone who just recently left college or maybe the parents' home, got married up and yeah. has never had the, this social life. You know, even she's never had these adult neighbors. She's never had this adult experience of living in an apartment with a husband and playing the role of adulthood and yeah. good neighbors and 
and all of that stuff. She did have a lot of innocence about her. Yeah. And um and uh kind of like uh almost adolescent. There we go. Way. Yeah. You know, just uh immaturity like uh you know yeah absolutely there there might be something more nefarious going on why are you drinking a sludge drink and not listening to a real doctor yeah you know i don't know um for me it's a tough watch i also love a slow burn movie Mm -hmm. um but i i think i found my sweet spot for these and it's it's not that um i don't like them it's that i can only watch them once yeah. Uh, my example of this, and you're probably going to punch me in the face, was uh, The Neon Demon. Have you seen it? Only once. That's it. That's it. I watched it a second time. Yeah. I wanted to fucking pull my hair out. It was so boring. But that first time you watch it, you're like, okay, it's a modeling thing. There's something nefarious going on. What's happening here? The creepy makeup artist and the weird photographer. But I just didn't think that was a good movie. I thought it was a good movie uh, up until the... Uh, it was a movie about modeling and like the politics of modeling. Mm-hmm. And then like at the last second, Rent Refn said, "Oh, that's right. I have to make it a horror movie." Uh, Eater, and, <laughs> and then that's that. That's how it ended. We are what we are. That's a good one. The Witch. That's a good one. Um, like those are two movies that are quite painfully slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially we are what we are. I think. Um, but, Are you talking about the original or the remake? Uh, they're both close enough to me. Um, I actually think the remake was a little bit better. I do too. Um, but, you know, they're pretty damn slow. Sure. Uh, but it does have pretty strong payoffs. Yeah. Um, but lots of rewatchability to me. Uh, I don't I don't feel like it's a, a sludge. I don't feel like it's, you know, painfully getting through something. I, but I will say that Rosemary's Baby... There is a lot of that movie that's very painful for me to get through. It's the it's the other things that have had me rewatch it. Now I've only I've probably seen it maybe I don't know maybe four times, three four times. Okay, um, like where I actively paid attention to mm. it. Uh, and yeah, I want to fast forward through some of that nonsensical shit. Yeah, it, it is a stretch. It is, and it's tough to for me. It was tough to watch. Um, you could they. Uh, Polanski could have done a lot in two hours and ten minutes. Uh, give me a little, uh, give me a little paranormal. You know, give me like a some stuff moving around in the apartment. You know, you don't have to hit me over the head with it. Just a little something here and there to let me know that I am still watching a horror movie. I, I had watched and not a family drama. Had watched something today on YouTube where, like, that was an absolute no. I, there will be no form of paranormal normal whatsoever. Polanski said that? I believe it was Polanski. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing that there was supposed to be that, because even, well, I was, when I heard them talking about that, I'm like, well, shit, it showed her getting railed out by a freaking demon. Yeah. But there was the argument that even that can be kind of batted away because it could have been in her mind. Sure. It's only really, what they said was, it's only really at the end of the movie when she's like, what did you do to its eyes? You know, that there's anything that, uh, like solidifies that something is not paranormal, but abnormal. Right. Um, and that is that basically there's a demon goat baby or whatever (laughs) in this crib. Right. Right. Um, but it was very, 
very explicitly said that there would be uh, no paranormal throughout the movie. Okay. Um, so I get, you know, so for, for I, what that's worth, I guess my prob my biggest problem then is that for a horror movie, there's very little horror here. Yeah. I think you re- I think you really have to get wrapped up in the, more of the conspiratorial kind of, uh, suspenseful, what, what all of that shit. Of sure. Yeah. I think you really have to, you know, go into that. Then you got other, you know, people who sit there and just look at it like, well, this is, you know, uh, you know, Roman Polanski's, uh, portrayal of, um, misogyny and, you know, oh, uh, kind of the oppressed woman and, and, and sexism and right. all of these, let's, you know, let's all of these elevate things. This horror movie. And I'm like, okay, can I just have my demon goat baby? <laughs> <laughs> like, demon goat baby. I don't want to think anymore about it. That's what I say. I, uh, I'm glad that you made me watch this because this is a movie that I've attempted to watch several times but never actually forced myself to, to power through it until yesterday. Um, I don't think I'll watch it again. I've, I'm just not a Polanski guy. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm not either for other reasons. I, well, I mean, there is that. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring that up, but there is that. Um, uh, you had meant we were talking about this yesterday, and you had mentioned why Victor Salva get, takes such a bad rap, and Polanski gets a free pass. Yeah, and that's no defense of Salva. No, it's if anything, it's uh, just demonstrating the hypocrisy. Totally, and Victor Salva, for what it's worth, actually did his time. And I'm not saying he did enough time, or that I agree with his sentence, but he went to prison and he did his time, and he's. I don't think there's been any incidents since he got out. So there's that. He didn't flee the fucking country. Well, you've got so many other things where um, awards and uh, accolades oh, yeah. are withdrawn uh, retroactively from people because, you know, of their uh, political stance mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Uh, but that dude, you know, he's he's got like a wall of various oh, awards yeah. and, you know, all of Hollywood blows this guy. Oh, yeah. Um. It seems like nobody really has a bad thing to say about him. It's almost like they're, you know, they're terrified. It's kind of like the horror dorks aren't supposed to say anything bad about The Shining or Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> uh, fucking Hollywood can't say a damn single thing bad about Roman Polanski. That's true. I don't get it. But I digress. But we digress. That was Rosemary's Baby. You've probably seen it, Inmates. If you haven't, I'm going to say you should check it out. Make sure that you... Um, had a had a hearty meal before you before you uh, sit down for this one. You might want to like you're going to need some intermissions in there, and um, don't don't prepare yourself for. Um, I I don't even think I would call this a horror movie up until like the last twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean there's some some unsettling imagery, but. Really, it's just a lot of family drama and nosy neighbors leading up to that. But with that said, I mean, like the Wicker Man, how, you know, how ham-fisted with the horror is it? But it's still considered a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're in the cult neighborhood, I will, I mean, you bring up a good point with the Wicker Man, because I feel like the difference between the Wicker Man and a Rosemary's Baby is that you're on an island with with these weirdos, and they, sure they seem innocent enough with their uh, spring celebration or their dance of the bees or whatever the <laughs> fuck they're up to. Yeah. Uh, but really, in in Rosemary's Baby, 
okay, something weird is going on here, and it's these fucking neighbors keep showing up and, like, butting into my apartment. I'm going to stop answering the door. Yeah, the most, I mean, other than some possible dream sequences slash poss- possible demon rape sequences. You keep going back to the demon rape. <laughs> <laughs> um, really, the only other ominous thing is that you have oppressive asshole neighbors. <laughs> that's that's it, yeah. really. And all you got to do is not answer the door. You know, that's it. Yeah. Uh, go away. I'm busy. I don't. I don't know. That's just me. Uh, it, it's. It, I would consider this movie horror pedigree, and it's something that you should probably see at least once. Reserve your own opinion. Think what you will. I'm not a big fan myself, but I'm not a big fan of Polanski. Uh, Jason enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, overall, Check. I mean, for what it is, sure. Um, it, but you can look at something like. Uh, Shit, not Merman. <laughs> Fucking Merman. merman. <laughs> no. Creature from the Black Lagoon okay. named Merman. Um, I would say I mean, merman. how much horror do we have there? But, again, it's one of those things where, you know, if you say you haven't seen it as a horror dork, you're all but shunned. Yeah, you got to have that. Correct. And somehow that creature is put up on a pedestal. And I come on, as much as I like that movie, it's fun. Sure. Uh, but it's, you know, it's kooky. It is. Uh, there's no horror to it whatsoever. Uh, not really. I mean, there is, but it's, you know. Yeah, people die. Okay. There's that. And uh, I, I was. I've it's not met- like he's gnawing faces off. No, he kind of gives you a swat. No demon goat babies. No demon goat babies, buddy. Sorry. We're going to take us a little break. We'll come back with some other stuff.
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, Mr. Harrell. Thank goodness. Uh, if you were going to put a satanic cult in the Terror Dome, what movie would you take it from? Good night. The first one that comes to mind, you're going to laugh at me. I know you are. All right, roll it. It's going to be uh, Ernest Borgnine's cult from The Devil's Reign. Okay. <laughs> never seen it. So You've I... never seen The Devil's Reign? Nope. William Shatner at his finest. <laughs> That is finest. It's raining from the devil. <laughs> yeah, that's too. Uh, my recall is not adequate enough to even remotely give you an answer to that. That's probably the first one. I mean, I put the uh, the midwives in there, but the, I don't know if that you'd really call that a satanic cult. They're more like witches, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then there's like different, there's variations of the cults. Yes. You know what I mean? So you well, can just, I, like in a lot of them uh, kind of worship demigods and yeah. lesser gods yeah. and uh, uh, demon, various demons. Hereditary. Not many of them go for the big dude himself. Uh, I you know. mean, you know, you got to work your way up to that. You don't want to <laughs> jump into the deep end. Right. Um, but then there's like the whole conspiratorial angle to it too, you know? Like, mm. um, oh, you know... Uh, Sure, we worship uh, some bizarro goat baby thing, but we're also the heads of Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. And that's how we got to be this powerful. Uh, I don't know, man. I I guess it uh, – I guess Devil's Reign would probably be my go-to, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I can't. I, everybody else is more or less just minions. Yeah, almost like like really pathetic minions yeah. too. Like the old like, the old people in the the building at Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. No. Well, even like like in the Omen. Like, yeah. Like okay, well you know way to jump off a building. Sure. But <laughs> yeah. that, well, that wasn't really a cult movie. It was more of an anti. Well, they had he had his like Damien had. People who he had like his welcomed him in hangers on yes yeah for lack of a better term yeah I guess I guess you could call that a cult I mean that's basically what the old people are doing that's true yeah. I mean they did kind of tickle the demon's balls while he was ejacking but <laughs> did he I didn't catch that part oh director's cut shit yeah give him a little jibble the jubblies yeah. <laughs> all right goddamn it speaking of the Terra Dome let's jump right in Jason. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll be crazy. I'll kill you all. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotionless face, the blackest eyes, the devil's
Welcome to the Terradome. First, last week's winners, Jason. We had the Brides of Dracula versus the Driftwood family. And? The rubes that attacked the convoy paid dearly for their insolence. The blood was thick and tasted of desperation and isolation. Keeping the harem from their prince was a sanguinary sin with a blood price to be paid. With a vote of 10 to 2. Nice. The Brides advance over the Driftwood family. Give me the best example of the Brides of Dracula. You gotta go with the 1992, right? Monica what, uh, Bellucci, Gary Oldman. What the hell's the name of that? Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes, thank you. Um, That's what I'd go with. You saw him for a second in the Bella Lugosi Dracula. I think Frank Langella had like his disco brides. What do you think of that movie overall? Which one? Bram Stoker's Dracula. The 1992. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Really? Yeah, it was probably that one. Pr- kind of brought me back to horror. You know, wow! It was such a, a, um, just a visually stunning movie. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, traditionally, Dracula is a villain. In this one, you can't help but root for the guy. Would you, know? you say it was elevated horror? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I would say it's romantic horror. Um, it's definitely boner horror. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. I don't think there's a female in this movie that I didn't want to have sex with. Granted, I saw it when I was a freshman in high school, so... Um, yeah. I would say, probably. Okay. That, would be my, that would be my go-to. Just curious, I've never heard you really talk about it Oh, I can, I can go on that one for... That's another two-and-a-half-hour fucking movie, though, unfortunately. Let's look at this week's matchups, Jason. We are in the Asylum Conference Round 2. As usual, bear with me, I'm not much of a writer. <clears throat> As terrifying as the event was, it was foretold and now coming to fruition. The heavens were falling and the sky's beasts were landing to reclaim what was theirs. The Uluwatu tribe of elders had carved the prophecy into the walls of the temple hundreds of years ago. No matter the sacrifice now or the offering, the terrible beasts were here. The initial wave was repelled by the warriors, but those creatures were small and limited to attacking by attaching themselves to the warriors' faces and rendering them unconscious. The second wave struck from within. As the chests of the recovered warriors burst open, the beasts poured out of them. Already inside the city walls, the remaining Uluwatu had no choice but to fight for their very lives. In team's competition, Jason, we have the jungle cannibals versus the xenomorphs. Oh boy! I'll put you. I, I already know which way you're going to go. <laughs> Uluwatu, Uluwatu, all the way. Xenomorphs for the win. Of course you are. You never know, though. There might be like some kind of weird frog poison. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe like a jaguar toxin that could. I don't know. Could very well be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm re- I'm reaching here, inmates. That is your uh, Terradome matchup for the week. It is the uh, Jungle Cannibals versus the Xenomorphs. Get me your votes by next week if you can. The Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275 or the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. Or you can chime in with your top cult movie picks. Tell us what you thought of uh, Rosemary's Baby. Am I out of line for not liking this movie? Tell me why I should like it. Other than the fact that it's slow and slow. (laughs) In the meantime, we're going to tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called, What Are You Looking At?
What are you looking at? How about uh, Jurassic World Dominion from 2022? How about it? It is exactly what you would expect. It's a Jurassic... No more, no less. I'd sell it. What do you want? You got uh, dinosaurs chasing Chris Pratt around, motorcycle. Yeah. International intrigue with the... uh, So they need a baby velociraptor. Uh, you don't want to let that happen because, you know, they have like dinosaur fighting rings now. It's not like they're going to mess with this formula very much. No, it's it's uh, basically uh, Fast and the Furious with dinosaurs. <laughs> you know what you're getting into, man. Yeah. You know, you're already we're already talking about dinosaurs. So if you're looking for some kind of a moving plot driven, uh, you know, character developing story, it's about dinosaurs. What else do you want? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But I don't know why it's getting paid. I've, I've read some of the online reviews. People are taking giant fucking dumps all over it. We need a crossover. Of what? Jurassic Park Velociraptor versus Vin Diesel. the T-Rex from Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, okay. Well, that, <laughs> come on. That was more of a weird allegory of lesbianism, I think. I don't know. Uh, I watched that, and I watched a movie called Don't Kill Me from 2021. Streaming on Netflix, not a bad show. Um, it's Italian, uh, but you can get you can watch it with English dubbing if you're interested. Young lady overdoses on drugs, um, dies, of course, uh, wakes up a few days later, kicks her way out of her coffin, and she's up and at him again. And what the hell's her problem? Now she's, uh, you know, living dead kind of a thing. I would call this uh, zombie probably more of a vampire more zombie than vampire. you really love looking at the ratings here on imdb okay you really love your force is that a four 4.3 no it is not not even a high four. Oh, stop it right now that can't we're not talking about fantasy this. horror romance don't kill me from 2021 starring alice pagini that's uh, one. Got 4.3 stars you're right um i wouldn't call it romance it's more of a I would call it action horror more than anything else. All right. <laughs> Not a bad show, Jason Harold Jesus. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's pretty good gore. Um, the zombie action was pretty dope. Kind of reminded me of um, Contracted. Oh, all right. Because when she kicks her way out of the coffin, she's okay. She's in decent shape. And then she starts to deteriorate. And then she eats a dude and feeling better. And then she finds out there's like a whole thing. I'm sold. That's all I'm looking at, big guy. What do you got? Well, in keeping with your love of fours, (laughs) I have a little gem sitting in front of me right now. All right. Called The Roost. Tell me how much you hated it. I got to say, it's not a good movie. I gave it a three. I dug it. I understand. I think, let me tell you why I think you hated it. And it's, I think it has more to do with the Tom Noonan uh, weird jump-ins Welcome to the Saturday Creature feature. Didn't mind that so much. Okay. My, I didn't like it at the end. No. I, I, sense. I actually liked it as the intro okay. to the movie. Um, I hated it at the end. There was another one in the middle where he's yeah. like, they're making out. How dare they? Yeah. Like vaguely that. remember that one. But um, it just ends very abruptly there at the end. Yeah. Um, I think because, I think it's just offensive. Um, <laughs> what is offensive about the roost? 
So I think you can agree that we're both pretty stupid. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, no, no big stretch there. No, no. Uh, we've dipped our toe into, uh, if you even want to call it, filmmaking. Oh, and, yes, we have. <laughs> but here's the thing. We at least have the capacity of thinking things out and scripting something right. to where it's just not absolutely nonsensical. Okay. This is retarded. <laughs> like the di- the dialogue is retarded. The actions are retarded. Like none of it, none of it's believable. Okay. Uh, I just, I found it offensive because I don't know. It just seems like they're targeting people with an IQ of like 50. Wow. It's just really, come on, man. Okay. It's not a smart movie whatsoever. <laughs> no, nobody, I never said it was a smart movie. Can I tell you what I liked about it? I would love for you to tell me what you like about it. Basically, the atmosphere is what I really enjoyed about it. So you got the kids. You got the car breaks down. Sure. Like thousands of other horror movies that yeah. we've seen before. Okay. Uh, they start walking. They come across the, the farmhouse. Uh, you got the old couple in the farmhouse that have already kind of they're unaccounted for. Then we kind of, then we the the kids start getting separated. The cop shows up. I don't want to spoil this for anybody who hasn't seen it. But what I really liked about it was the atmosphere. Uh, farmhouse side of the road, middle of the night, Halloween night, if I'm not mistaken. Larry Fessenden shows up at the end for a, a quick little stick my face in there cameo. Um, just the 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 app being like. Something you're, you're you're stuck on the side of the road. Your friends are disappearing. You have to cling to this old farmhouse, very Night of the Living Dead esque. Um, but they from the from Jump Street, they do things that no sane minded people would do. Like what? Splitting up. That happens in every horror movie. You're right. No, you're right. But you can ride around it. You can. You can try to elevate your horror. <laughs> Put so, put some logic into it. So put some thought behind it. Really, it's the lack of effort that you find offensive. I about? I found it lazy. <laughs> okay. And I also I'm still very confused by why do people turn into zombies? I think maybe rabies. when they're bit by rabies. Maybe I don't know. It's never explained. I thought it was a nice touch though. And when you see the old lady kind of staggering towards the door, let me tell you. Look, I thought. Let I me thought it let was me cut nice you off. Okay. Like, All right. Not a nice touch. What it is, is they're like, hey, I really like the birds. What can I do that's a blatant ripoff of that, but not be a blatant ripoff? Oh, I'll use bats. Sure. Wait a minute. Bats have been used in stuff. Wait, people like zombies will somehow, with no explanation, make the bats turn people into zombies. Yeah. Okay. Thank I you. liked it. So let me tell you what else I watched. <laughs> <laughs> but... I will say that in just a moment, I will tell you about a movie that made all of my disdain for the roost go away. Oh, now I'm in. I'm sure I'm going to love that one, too. Uh, you may hear about it uh, before long. So okay. I also rewatched The Purge, uh, the first one. Okay. Watched The Northman. What'd you, what'd you think? Not as good as I wanted it to be. So my question is, is that a horror movie? No. More of a Viking action situation? Yeah, Viking action okay. with uh, kind of a lot of mythology. I and was going to say, because there's yeah. trailers I've seen where it looks like there's something horror going yeah, on. Yeah, you've got, you've got some kind of mysticism going on. Okay. Um, worth watching. Okay. Uh, 
I mean, just for the Viking love alone, I Ooh. mean, it's worth watching. All righty. Uh, the Scars Guardian of the mm-hmm. Galaxy guy. Uh, is it Alexander again? I think so. He's just a fucking machine in this movie. Oh, great. Yeah, he's... I love it. He's, yeah, awesome. It makes me uncomfortable when he smiles. He <laughs> well, never, you'll be happy to know he don't smile. He never smiles. He don't in this. What, uh, five seasons of True Blood? Never saw him smile. <laughs> I saw him in some damn romance movie the other day, and he was just the happiest son of a bitch I ever saw. I couldn't watch it. I was like, hey, hey, stop smiling, man. You're freaking me out. Was he? What was he in? That was a romance movie. Um... I don't know if it was right, a romance. It don't matter. Uh, this is a uh, horror podcast anyway. Melancholia. Oh, wow. He was getting married to Kristen Dunst. He yeah. was very happy with himself. Sad to say I've seen that. There you go. I uh, watched Alligator from 1980. Nice. That's a fun movie. Sure. That's actually fun. That's not bad. Uh, we did see Top Gun Maverick. Is it as good as everybody says? It is as good as everybody <laughs> says it is. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Rewatched Quarantine. That's 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 a solid movie. I did finally get my uh, Wreck collection so, in the mail. Okay, you've seen Wreck. I yeah, see. I was going to rewatch the other day, so I bought, in waiting for the collection to arrive, I went ahead and bought VOD okay. of Wreck. And you only can choose the English dub. Okay. Wreck's the, no pun intended there. A uh, It totally ruins the movie. Okay. you have. I think you have to watch the original Wreck. With subtitles. With subtitles. So, that being said, a lot of people that love Wreck hate Quarantine just for its American and Americanism, I guess. Mm-hmm. I saw Quarantine first. Okay. Came away pleased with it. Then saw Wreck and like it just as much. So if you're not, a, if as a matter of fact, maybe a little bit more. You like Wreck more than Quarantine, just a little bit. Okay. But they're very close. They're, I mean, with the exception of the ending, they're pretty much the same. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Right on. Uh, what else? Uh, da, da. Oh, phobias. We'll get to um, that in a second. Yeah. Um, a little something called Midnight Movie. Okay. That uh, I'll go into momentarily. Okay. I've, I, I think I've seen that. Well, I'll, I'll actually, this will resurface here in just a moment. Okay. All right. Uh, the Roost, The Purge, uh, Northman Alligator. Okay. Yep. That's it for me. Okay. Midnight Movie. Yep. As I recall, I may have seen that, but... The killer's weapon in that thing. Oh, it's stupid. It's like a it's like a metal ice cream cone. Yeah, it's like a it's like a it's almost like a giant corkscrew auger type hand auger. Okay, I want to make sure I was thinking of the right movie. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. That's all you're looking at, big guy. That's it. Let's do a little immersion therapy. Oh, please, let's do. Immersion therapy. What'd you think of phobias, big guy? So as you know, I have a list on my IMDb uh, page. Okay. And the name of that list is Absolutely Shit Movies. (laughs) It's a very coveted spot. Okay. There's only about 20 or less movies that have ever made its way wow. into that list. Okay, did The Roost make it in there? No. Okay, good. Absolutely not. I would have felt bad. Especially <laughs> after watching Phobias. Okay. This movie is horrible. Um, I, I would agree. 
It doesn't. Yeah. I could not find a single redeemable quality about this movie. Not um, a single one. I will say that the, about the first maybe 20 minutes, mm-hmm. the very first 20, and then it's just the fucking wreck. But that first 20 minutes is the only thing decent that I was invested in because it felt like an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Uh, and then it just went crazy town. Yeah. Um, I felt like they were going for – normally I like an anthology. And I felt like that was where we were kind of headed. Yeah. But just with this nice, neat little tie-in situation. Mm-hmm. But that's not really how it played out. And um, there were some good scenes. I, f- I felt like they were a little too ambitious with this. So the title of this movie is Phobias. Phobias. Correct. Each segment begins with a word. A phobia. A phobia. And none of these segments have a person who's actually afraid of the thing that they entitle the chapter with. No, but when they get to the mental facility or experimentation place, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. I was thinking that that's what this was going to be, that they were being cured of these phobias. But nobody's really afraid of anything. Yeah, nobody's afraid of shit. But yet this research facility is harnessing people's fears and weaponizing fear. Right. But yet the thing that all of these phobias was supposed to be, they weren't actually like like the chick wasn't afraid of guns. No. She's, uh the other chick wasn't afraid of cars. No. She perfectly I mean she drove a car. Yeah. Uh the one guy's not afraid of technology. No. He lovingly embraces technology. Yeah. Do all of those things kind of fuck them over in some way, shape or form? A little bit. But they are not They're in not any afraid way of afraid of it. No. And then it ends so abruptly. Yeah, I didn't understand the ending at all. Uh, so I had to believe that the Korean guy infiltrated the facility. Like he set the whole thing up to get inside so that he could wreak vengeance on the doctor. Apparently, because, That's what his, I because his dad was, was part, uh, of the program, part of the program. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Again, n- not a single redeemable <laughs> quality. Normally, I like an anthology where they all tie together. Unless you consider Macy Gray's side boob a redeemable quality, and I don't because uh, she is a horse. Uh, <laughs> fuck it. I mean, that chick is a moose. I uh, wouldn't go that far. Dude, she was a like a brick wall standing there. I mean, yeah, but... Uh, She's yoked. Like, I, she had traps like nobody's business. I don't... I'm, I'm not physically repulsed by her. <laughs> I wouldn't... I mean, I, to, hey, I didn't say I was unattracted to moose. <laughs> I'm a little intimidated by her, yes. But, uh, uh, I, I actually rated this a one. Okay. A one out of ten. Um, I don't know that I would be that hard on it. I'd rather re- rewatch Roost every day of my life. Oh, well. I, I would point. rather watch Plutonium Baby. Yeah, well. Than to rewatch this movie. Um, it's bad. It's... Uh, it's pretty bad. There are some, like I said, there are some good scenes. I think they were a little overambitious. Tell like, me too. Um, I like the part where the Asian chick is driving and uh, her car breaks down after she broke up with her boyfriend. Um, there was a suspect. There was a little bit of build up there because you thought there was somebody in the back seat, and then she gets out and looks. There's nobody there. Then she pops the hood and she closes the hood, and you see the guy's reflection for a second. It's, you know, it's something. It was something. 
Okay. Uh, that, that's how it earned its one. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that that alone is going to save the movie. It's, it's okay. Actually, so power ranking one out of 10 star rating. Go. I would probably give it a two. I would probably give it a two. A lot. Would you rather rewatch, uh, what is it? President, uh, Oh, president evil. Yeah. <laughs> or this or this i'll take this any day of the week well that's a bold statement you need to go watch yourself some president president evil at least comes in at like a three or a four you said yeah it's because the motherfuckers all went on there and raided it after they made the movie <laughs> all right i know i'm wise to their games jason harrell um oh oh but what i was gonna say was uh, right here i'm holding in my hand a triple feature blu-ray that came from the dollar store very nice on this uh, wonderful Blu-ray is a movie called Midnight Movie. Right. I really expected this to be horrible. I gave it a five. Really? That is so much better than this probably multi-million dollar Hulu whatever. Phobias. Phobias. And th- even with the goofy little weapon that this dude uses, uh, this is decent. I remember very little about that, other than the weapon. The weapon stood out to me. So a 33-cent movie <laughs> <laughs> outshines phobias by a landslide. Okay. I think a lot could have been done to save save phobias. First off, we can change the title. Please. <laughs> Get rid of that fucking script where we're explaining what everybody's phobia is, when clearly nobody's afraid of anything. Yeah. Um, Especially Macy Gray. Yeah, of course she ain't not. afraid of shit. No, she put a beat down on an entire diner. Yeah, she's slaying motherfuckers yeah. left and right. Um, I no, the diner was the other chick. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I think maybe they were going for a, a higher brow situation, or Elev- maybe elevated horror. Maybe <laughs> it didn't really work out. Uh, maybe that maybe there was like some studio involvement. I heard that fucks things up generally um either way that kind of brings me back to like these movies that are they're not necessarily bad but they're not good they're just in this like gray area of completely forgettable horror movies like phobias was bad i'll give you that i'm never gonna watch it again no uh by the time we start next week's show i will have completely forgotten everything about it (laughs) you know what i mean now on the other hand rosemary's baby i didn't like um, I didn't care for it. I would say it's long-winded and blowhardy. I'm going to remember it, you know? Mm-hmm. At least there was, like, some creative juice there. Some, right. Some fruit on that tree. Sure. Uh, phobias? <laughs> no. No, not really. You even remembered this movie. I remembered it this because... This is a 33-cent movie. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered it because of the... I, the goofy weapon. The goofy weapon and yeah. watching it going, how the fuck does that work? And as I recall... Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't seen it in many years, but doesn't a biker guy get a blowjob like right there? In the right movie? there in the theater? Like, like two rows back from Sarah, a bunch of six-year-olds? Sarah and I were watching it together, and uh, she starts saying something. I'm like, look, he's getting blown. <laughs> She's like, oh, shit, I didn't even notice that. There's like three And it's like a very aggressive, like yeah. three-foot elevation. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. Uh, yeah, that part stuck out to me, too. Um yeah, I, I, I'm going to say not to watch uh, the goddamn phobias. Uh, and greatest greatest scene out of this uh, midnight movie, mm-hmm. movie um, cops in front of a, 
a guy or a chick, I think, in front of a chick. And uh, he says, you'll have to go through me to, to get her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he rams his little ice cream scooper weapon like <laughs> through the cop and then kills the girl behind the cop. Nice. He went through him to get her. L- literary. It was beautiful. I love it. Uh, your immersion therapy for this week is going to be Boy Behind the Door from 2021. It's streaming on Shutter. I assume it has something to do with a kid behind a door. Pretty Very creepy. Self-explanatory. <laughs> hey, kid, come in this door over here. I want to talk to you. <laughs> Um, check that out, inmates. We'll do the same in compare notes next week. But now we have to educate Miss Monica or me, since she's not here. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. Well, I am an underpaid, overworked morgue attendant. Not quite a mortician. Really, I'm just in charge of intake and outtake of dead bodies. But tonight is my big night, Jason Harrell. The up-and-coming starlet has recently overdosed on drugs, and her sensual dead body is headed my way. I hope my two dipshit friends don't show up to take selfies with her, because I was seriously planning on taking some liberties with that dead ass. I am, of course, the corpse of Anna Fritz. Have you seen that one? I don't think so, but it sounds like the same premise as, is it dead? Dead girl? Um, yes. Well, yeah. This one is not. Although, was she a zombie? She, in Dead Girl? Yeah. Something. She had something going on. They were fucking like a zombie girl? Yeah, and they couldn't kill her. Okay. So they kept trying to kill her, and she just I can't remember. Lived. Uh, it all starts to kind of blend together. I know. Raping dead chicks. You've seen one, you've seen them all, really. In uh, this one, they, they're all having at her in like a gangbang situation. And then she wakes up and you realize she wasn't dead. She was just kind of comatose. And now she's going to charge her three bitch asses with rape. Nice. And so, it's, uh, what, what's it called again? The Corpse of Anna Fritz. All right. I'll check it out. Worth a watch. Not a bad show. Uh, who might I be this week, you ask? Well... My friends, I am the heir apparent to a very uh, extensive family fortune. Unfortunately, there are some allegations of incest, and I may have some weird chemical, biological problems. I'm super sensitive to sound and light and things like that. I got to stay hidden away in my palatial estate. By the way, my sister may have been buried alive. I hope not, but sometimes I think I hear her screaming from underground. Could be me. Could be the wind. Could be my super sensitivity. Who might I be, you ask? Tune in next week and I will drop some knowledge on you inmates. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us this week. Join us next week for the invitation here in uh, Cult Month. Um, Like, comment, subscribe, of course, wherever you found the show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. Um, we do have a Patreon campaign running. Paddedroom.podbean.com is where you find the link to that. $5 donation gets you control of a month. Probably August, I think, would be the next available. As well as a Padded Room t-shirt, Padded Room travel mug, and as much hardcore pornography as I can send you legally in the mail. Uh, other than that, Jay, you got anything else on the week? Uh, that's about it. Uh, for anybody that's on Letterboxd, you can find me at Cinema Saints. 
Um, and you can see all of my horrible lists of horrible movies and uh, movies I actually like and collect and all of that good stuff. There's three of them. <laughs> and you have a uh, uh, letterbox account yourself. I do. Check me out at Padded Room D. That's me. And uh, that's what I watch for the show. And I don't actually review movies there. I just number them. Yeah. I use it to keep track for so. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know. Since you got booted from your previous so tracker. I did. And to be honest with you, I'm actually kind of glad I did. It frees up a lot of free time. It does. Right on. In the meantime, inmates for Jason Harrell, Miss Monica and Absentia, Buddy and Absentia, weird ice cream scooper weapons that can be used to attack people in movie theaters. Satanic cults who may or may not want to get you pregnant with the baby of some demon thing that goat baby goat demon <laughs> baby situation. Nosy fucking neighbors and the padded room podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye, everybody. What do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear.